Welcome to Bards FM. Bended knee today on February 23rd, Wednesday in the year 2022. Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and will dine with him and he with me. Never before, I think, in the history of our known history has it been more important to start answering that call. God is with us these days, and it's a very profound time. It's what I've called the age of accountability. And it's a time when every one of us now has to face the decisions that we've made and the choices that we're living and the paths that we're going to choose to walk. I want to give you just a glimpse of what's coming out of Canada and where the whole world is being engineered to go. And these are some of the choices we're going to have to make. Canada is on the cusp of a revolutionary innovation that will transform the way Canadians authenticate themselves online and protect their identity. Digital ID. All of us are living in a digital world, but we're tethered to an analog model of how we identify ourselves. Memorizing countless online passwords, carrying government-issued licenses, plastic cards, and more. Digital ID is a way for Canadians to identify themselves to government, businesses, and each other electronically, with ease and rock-solid security without the need to present physical documents. One interconnected network. A federated digital ID ecosystem developed in collaboration with Canada's best and brightest talent from our banks, telecommunication companies, law enforcement, and government. It would have the power and security to store every Canadian's electronic identity and attributes. And it would unlock countless opportunities for Canadians to verify who they are safely, quickly, and securely while only revealing the information necessary for each transaction. A fast, easy, and secure way to bank, sign up for government services, renew driver's licenses or health cards, shop, travel, and more. Canada's banks are perfectly situated to help lead the creation of a federated digital ID system between government and the private sector. The World Economic Forum agrees that banks and financial institutions should lead the path forward for digital ID. Banks are highly regulated and trusted they have advanced cybersecurity and privacy technology, and they have the infrastructure to operate provincially and nationally. Banks are also at the forefront of working with fintech startups who are bringing revolutionary mobile and online products and services to Canadians. Digital ID can help consumers navigate between these apps and programs with trust and confidence, knowing their ID is protected at all times. A federated digital ID approach can also significantly reduce fraud, save taxpayer money, improve regulatory compliance, and make it easier to do business as an owner and as a consumer. In fact, the Canadian Bankers Association just launched a white paper with our recommendations on how to move forward with a federated digital ID framework. I encourage you to read it to learn more. One Corinthians ten thirteen: No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful. And he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with that temptation, he will also provide you the way to escape that you may be able to endure it. <clears throat> right now, we are in a place where there's going to be a great deal of temptation towards ease and convenience. And we're going to have to make the choices of how we're going to walk. Jeremiah 6.16, thus says the Lord, stand by the ways and see and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is, and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. 
but they said, we will not walk in it. That is truly the juncture of the world that we now stand in. And that juncture is one that we either seek the ways in which God guides us, or we seek the ways in which the World Economic Forum and the NWO want us to go. The center point to that is a choice. It's not a forced mark of a beast. It's a choice. And that's just it, is it? Right now, people are choosing. And they're going to have to be held accountable and will be held accountable for the choices that they make. There's no questioning that. What we've seen out of Canada is a unity and a strength and a standing for liberty that's beyond the control of materialism or digital wealth. And it's the perseverance of that attitude that will hopefully light the flames of the world's world in that flame of righteousness in our hearts. And that's something that we all need to be reminded of. No one's going to fix this other than us. No one's going to change the course of things other than us. It's now 11, it's now 11 minutes after the hour. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, on this day when we come together, we're deeply reflective on the choices that are being put before us and are reminded of what is said in Jeremiah 6.16, that we can choose the ancient paths or we can choose not to walk in them. Lord, as we put ourselves before you, we know dear in our heart this the path of technology is the path of doom. It's the path of enslavement. It's the path of the trickster, the deceiver. It's the path of the Pied Piper that leads us away and away from you. Forgive us, Lord, for these temptations that have put us here and the choices that we have made, our transgressions which have taken us off the path and the true relationship with you. And Lord, as we humble ourselves now, we're comforted to the knowledge that all that is transpiring is as per your design. We have a choice to make now, Lord. And so as today we sit before you, we humble ourselves before you, and we're grateful for all that's been given and all that is continuing to be revealed for us to see clearly and to make the choice, the informed choice, of which direction we seek to go. Lord, for those that have made the decision at this point to trust in a system rather than you, we pray for them. We pray that they will come back to you to humble themselves before you. We pray that they will seek forgiveness. For the officers that are using their heavy-handed use of tyranny to suppress the voice of the people seeking peace and liberty, we pray for them. We pray that their hearts will be opened and that they will be able to see themselves truly as they are, as puppets of a global master. Lord, for the patriots that are standing strong and feeling at times wary, let us be reminded of the path, the demand of what that is to walk this path as those that are believers and holding steadfast on the rock of faith. Revelations 3.16, So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. Let us not be lukewarm. It is time, Lord, that we pray for the many to stand boldly on that rock of faith, unhindered by the baggage of the past, not tempted by the lures of the things before us, fearless in spite of an enemy that constantly disposes of threats 
and twist truths to create deceptions and lies. Lord, we are also reminded of the importance of unity. Unity to come together is spoken about in Ezekiel 37 with the bringing of two sticks to one. Lord, this is time that our two nations need to come together and that the peoples across the ocean call common in our love for you find the commonality as one, as one body in Christ. This enemy that we seek and that, that seeks our existence to end, Lord, this enemy is persistent. It's, it's not going to stop without an intervention of some force. And we pray that that justice will come by your hand. But one thing we can be resolved at, Lord, is that we will not bend. We will not bow. And we will only stand boldly in front of them to let them see our fearless face, knowing that you are at our back and Christ is at our front. We're in a time, Lord, that we have to face what it means to be in a nation state. It's the people, not the nation. It's the people, not the governance. It's the people that has to find the strength now to stand, not dependent upon the false idols or the promises of politicians that fall on, that are always empty or the promises of some heroic act to sweep in and save the day in the very last moment like some Hollywood story. But instead, Lord, we have to start having the resolve in our heart to realize that this is going to be the long, steady march, that it's going to take us coming together in communities and tribes, for us getting active and having to change the way we do things. Let us honor the gifts as well, Lord, that you're putting before us. As we face this channeling into a singular system where everything in the world is converted to a price or a number in the digital sphere. And if, and as we are pushed out of that system for our refusal to comply, let us embrace what you're giving us. It's not exile. It's unlimited potential. It's not binary. It's a dimension of wealth that we've never conceived where our gifts and our talents truly blossom and where we work together and we find ways to exchange that are fair and equitable, not dependent upon the banksters and the power elite. Lord, this is not going to be an easy time, but it will be a wonderful time, a time that will challenge us, a time that continues to offer unlimited opportunity, a time for innovation, a time for us to stand strong together, a time for us to be reminded of Nehemiah 4 with literally building the wall together as we stand together with one hand on our sword and one hand on our brick. Lord, this is a time that we pray for that strength, that resolve, that unwavering commitment to the path which you put before us, knowing that this mountain that looks so large is so easy to climb as long as we stand boldly in you and trust in you. And Lord, as we look at this massive enterprise of the deep state, as it tries to expand its tendrils, we can expect to see darkness roll over this land. And we should expect to see darkness. And not by, be naive by any account that this is somehow going to suddenly stop. But what we too often forget, Lord, is that within the darkness is when the light shines the brightest. And in order for those 
who are wandering to see the lamp on the hill, it must become dark first. So, Lord, let our lamps burn bright. Let those fires of righteousness rage within our soul. Let us get stronger, each and every one of us. Let us build the fellowships between us stronger in bonds like never conceived before. Let us prepare for the darkness with celebration and joy because we know when the darkness comes, our lights will shine brighter than ever and those that are seeking will find the way and we will be the beacons for them to follow. Guide us, Lord, in this amazing path. Give us the strength as you would ask of us and as you would expect of us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. It is so important, patriots, that we do not consume ourselves with their narrative. Their narrative is always one of absolute resolve, that you have no choice but to do what they intend for you to do. That your life is already decided that your direction is already made, that there's no possibility that you will be able to deviate from the path. That's their psychological game. But think about this for a minute. There's seven and a half billion people on this planet, and there's a handful of them. They can't do it all. They know it. That's why they're trying to build these AIs. That's why they're trying to force people into the digital system. That's why they're trying to punish people and say that you can't travel unless you have a digital pass. We have to be greater than them. What they deny, we simply have to work with, step around, and keep moving. We have to innovate. We have to be resolved to hold the line. And we have to force them onto our game board, which is God's game board not trying to fight them on theirs. And it's easy in that sense. It begins with the simple word, trust. Trust in him. I want you to hear this short piece that was done a little bit earlier today. God, this world is getting wickeder and wickeder by the hour. And I pray that you let your will be done. And if that means I have to die in your name, before you come back, then I'm all in. I'm so in. God, I've never felt no greater love than I have from you. Your mercy and grace is what keeps me going every day. And my faith has never been stronger than it is now. And I pray that it continues to grow until the day I take my last breath in this world. So God, I pray. I pray that you help these world leaders. I pray that you help my friends, my family, everybody who's watching this video. I pray that you help them all. We do pray that he will help them all. And this is a time that everyone will be accountable for their decisions. Be assured of that. There is no way through this other than that. Each one of us has to now face the decisions that we've made, the places that we are, and the directions that we're going. And as this system continues to shed its true face for the whole world to see, for people to see truly what it is, no more lies, we see the hands of the evil work what had been puppeteering behind the scenes. We see the intentions of the banksters and what they want us to become. All of these things now are in the open. 
There's no more discussion about conspiracies. God's stripping that away day by day, second by second. And it's almost comical to watch how fast it's happening. The New York Times ran an article yesterday that openly stated that the CDC was not revealing the full measure of data because they were afraid of vaccine hesitancy. And the concluding arguments of the or comments in the article were that the CDC was more of a political organization than a medical science organization. The left is reeling on that one today. And it will continue to happen like this. Canada, that we all thought was such a pristine social capitalist country, is shown to be one of the greatest tyrannies in the Western world. In one fell swoop of the pen, and in a few hours of some nameless thugs that took on the uniforms of police. Canada is now a place where the government decides how you will spend your money. The government decides what your rights will be, when you can move, when you can travel, even decides it as a child, if you want to become something other than your, your born sex, the family has no say. That's the future. And Canada's people are standing resolved. But the Canadian government is no longer of them. It's of the NWO. And patriots, we're really no different in our own country here in the United States. We just haven't accepted that yet. We have to start shedding away our rose-colored glasses and start looking at things with the truth of what they are before us because it's there that we get through the ideas of denial and we start going to acceptance and all those other things in between that deal with death. Our nation died on November 4th. The power secured itself on January 6th and it took hold of the nation on January 20th. And the whole time the people stood back And they waited for someone else to arrive to fix it. But God doesn't work like that when he wants his children to come home. God expects all of his children to be part of the solution, not one to fix it for them. God could change this in a snap. It'd be over. But what good would that do us? We would be right back where we started in a shorter time than it was before. This is a process now that we must all endure, and we must all endure together. We must come to a place where we, as one people, realize what it has cost us to get here and what it will cost us to return to the the walk in life where God leads us, the ancient paths. And it's not going to be an easy one. It's not going to go away quickly. It's going to take a lot of work. It's going to take a lot of resolve. And there's going to be a lot that will give up and will walk away. And that's okay. Because those of us that stand will be resolved. We will continue to light those fires and make them burn brighter than ever. We will continue to be the lamps on the hill that become beacons at night. They become like the lighthouses for the ships in the middle of the storm. The storm out here will rage. It will likely get to be as bad as you can imagine. But we will hold fast to our beacons of light. And why do we know we'll be okay? Because God has us. God will guide us if we're listening. And through this, we will create a new world, a separate world from them that will rise from the darkness to consume the darkness with our light. There's no question in my heart when I tell you that. None at all. But how we get from here to there, that's God's blessing. That's God's surprise. And all he's asking is one simple word, 
trust. So trust in him. No matter how difficult things get, trust in God, listen to him, and don't be hesitant to do what he asks you to do. This is a time now that God needs his children to move as he wants them to move, to do what he asks them to do, to trust in him no matter how crazy the task may be. Because we don't see the battlefield, he does. He knows we're in the trenches. He knows we're fighting. He knows we're standing true to him. And his heart is joyous knowing that. And he knows it's not going to be easy. But he put us here right now for a reason. And it wasn't because he just picked a bunch of schmucks to go down here and be a whole herd of sheep. He knew we could do this. He still does. And never forget that. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. Our prayers right now are so important. Our prayers keep us tight to that rock of faith. Our prayers for each other to help build that strength and to keep the protections around us, no matter how intense the storm. And our prayers to connect us to Father. Because Father's with us. He'll never forsake us. All he's asking is that we trust in him. And patriots, God will always win. He always will win. But we're here in this time, in this place, for such a time as this. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. All right, patriots, I'll see you tonight for Bards FM. Until then, or until the next time. God bless. And out for now. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. 
Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 